De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast. An I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to discuss the effective financial projections and business marketing strategies for startup companies and the formula for customer lifetime value. Joining us is Rahul Chohan, who is the Managing Director of Foresight Digital, which is a marketing agency based in Melbourne, Australia. As a digital agency that deeply specializes in paid digital, organic search, and analytics, Foresight Digital focuses specifically on the challenges of enterprise clients. Yesterday, Rahul and I talked about forecasting startup scaling success. Great conversation. And today, we're going to continue our conversation to discuss assessing startup customer lifetime value. Okay. Here's my conversation with Rahul, the Managing Director at Foresight Digital. Rahul, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks very much, Doug. Appreciate it. Really enjoying our conversation. I'm so excited to dig into this next topic because it really is, feels like in many ways, the holy grail, understanding customer lifetime value. It's the key. So level set for us, what is customer lifetime value and how is it measured? Well, to your point, customer lifetime value is the holy grail. I guess the most simple way to assess it is what is the amount that a customer spends multiplied by how long are they your customer? I mean, I think that that in and of itself is the easiest way to calculate it. But of course, there's so much that goes into it, which we can unpack. So some of the things are, of course, what type of customer are you generating? Where are they from? Why do some customers spend more? What are they spending it on? Is the thing that they're currently spending that money on something that they can return and come back to you more frequently or indeed buy more from you. Why are certain customers different in the way that they engage with your brand than others? Why do they take longer when they're purchasing from you? So what are the decision-making triggers that occur in order for them to convert? Uh, they're, They're just some of the things that are feeders into a very simple calculation, but which in fact is incredibly complex when you unpack it. Yesterday, we talked about scale, and we talked about the necessity of thinking about scale at that seed round really early on, probably earlier than people expected you to recommend that. Do we have a similar situation here, Rahul, where we're thinking about how we ensure the best possible outcome from a customer lifetime value? And are you really thinking about that early as well? In other words, are you at that seed stage when you're thinking about how do I engineering the best possible customer lifetime value? I mean, look, it's fundamental but it's not necessarily something that I think a number of founders or a majority of founders think about because, of course, there are so many competing priorities. Ultimately, what we found our clients and founders really focus on is, is what I have right? Is it receptive? Does it work? Can I get a sale 
versus multitude of sales. And I think that if you're starting to think about that early on, you're in a good place. But of course, as you become more sophisticated and you realize that, you know, the old 80-20 adage, which does hold true, where, you know, 80% of your revenue is generated by 20% of your customer base, then certainly I think the sophistication that you start approaching customer lifetime value increases. So I think that as long as you're aware of it and you're aware that further on down the track, you are going to start to think, how do I get customers to do a little more? Then you're in a good place. And typically, there are probably a few ways that you can approach that. From the way that we would approach it, and I'll, and I'll actually take, we have a bit of a framework on that, which is there are sort of five to seven key things that you really want to think about. If you think about customer lifetime value and increasing it, there's really these things. So are you increasing the availability? Are you increasing the visibility? Are you increasing the penetration? Are you increasing the frequency? So again, that is a market input into customer lifetime value. How often? Are you increasing the weight? In other words, the amount that they purchase. So for example, if you are a SaaS organization or if you're an organization where you may have you know, a bronze, silver, gold subscription model at its basic, then you know, how do you get the bronze to the silver or how do you upsell or what are different ways that you're starting? So are you thinking about how can your product stretch? Because that's another way, of course, to, you know, to generate scale. And then I think it becomes a little more marketing. So are you increasing the perceived value? And I think when you're thinking about customer lifetime value, a big part of it is why should they buy from you in the first place and buy more from you in the first place versus another competitor who is cheaper? So how are they perceiving your product? How are you packaging your particular product to the right customer at the right time in the right way so they spend the most possible for, in essence, the least possible? So I think that's, that's incredibly important as well. And I don't mean about the least possible in terms of delivering value. I mean the least possible in terms of the effort that it takes you to deliver the perceived value. And then finally, of course, you know, how do you increase your portfolio value? So do you have more than one product that you can offer customers at more than one time? All of those are inputs. If you're at least starting to think about at a general level, those key things that I've mentioned, I think you're ahead of 95% of the founders that, that we've engaged with in our, you know, seven years, eight years consulting globally. So Rahul, let's unpack this for folks because there's a lot to take in. And I think that a scenario that's not unfamiliar to people listening today is that you have a, a metric that's telling you that potentially there's opportunity on customer lifetime value. And the metric that strikes me is net recurring revenue or NRR is something that's usually a starting point for folks because the majority of folks aren't at startup world right now. They're in more mature organizations or they're maybe in that series F place when it comes to SaaS and their business. So where would you recommend they think about kind of starting if they believe they've got that opportunity? How do they wedge in there if they think, gosh, I've got this NRR challenge. Can it be customer lifetime value that can address this and addressing that? Absolutely. I think the key thing there is thinking about who are the key influencers in your customers' lives, which can therefore impact their ability to continue conversion with you. Key influencers typically can be defined as who or what or where are the organizations, people or other products that your customer trusts. And if you can define or understand what they are, then what you're able to do is you're able to leverage the product that you have with the environment persona or the, as I noted, that key influence that your customer engages with 
and create association which allows your customer to either remain sticky or purchase more by virtue of that key influence. So for example, if you know that your particular customer engages more with a particular media entity or a media platform, and that particular media platform might be social, it might be paid, whatever it might be, is an environment that your customer is the most receptive in, then how do you leverage that particular environment in order to ensure that your product is placed at the right time where it's building brand trust, brand value, you know, it has the right associations, et cetera. So that key influence is impacting the receptivity that your particular customer has to your product and therefore allowing them to remain sticky. Because as you noted, you know, the, the NRR equation is typically something that I think is, is a key driver, particularly at early stages. Yeah, uh, Rahul, I think we're beginning and ending in the same spot, which is ultimately ironically enough, the core of understanding and driving customer lifetime value, which is an intrinsic understanding and empathy for the customer and what they need. And I really appreciate the fact that that's where you're asking people to dig in when they're thinking about some trailing metric like NRR. Rahul, really enjoyed the conversation today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. Okay. This wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Rahul Chohan, Managing Director of Foresight Digital for joining us in part three of this interview which we'll publish tomorrow, Rahul and I are going to discuss scale-up marketing strategies. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you don't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to revgenpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show, of course. You can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.